Hey everyone, welcome to episode 186, When Your Parents Don't Get You. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to listen. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. So I've been thinking a lot about this topic because the last couple weeks we've talked about stepping into emotional adulthood and changing the pattern and breaking the pattern. If there was dysfunction in your past, you have to take a whole new path. And that's kind of hard to do because the little girl and the little boy inside of us always goes back to what we were raised in as a point of comparison. You'll hear parents say a lot of times, well, if I would have done that back in the day, this would have happened. I would have never been able to get away with that. And when I was growing up, and that is very normal because none of us have done any of this. So we use our upbringing as a point of reference. And then if we're doing it differently, when we use our past as a point of reference, that gets very scary for the brain because the brain just wants to go back and repeat what it's always done. So it's very scary and it starts to spin in overwhelm and confusion because spinning out in overwhelm and confusion is easier than actually taking a different path because you're breaking off a little bit and not doing it the same way your parents did. What is the reason for not doing it the same way your parents did? A lot of you report to me that it wasn't a pleasant experience. You didn't enjoy it. It was stressful. It was abusive. It was toxic. It was unhealthy. You made promises to yourself that you would never, ever do X, Y, Z. And that never, ever could be spanking. It could be hot tamales in the mouth. What's that hot pepper they put in their mouth sometimes? Soap in their mouth? Yelling? I hear that a lot. I swore I would never yell at my child. And now I feel like that's all I do all day, all night. And the guilt and shame that comes with it I'm just here to shine some light so the guilt and shame doesn't have a hold on you so much that that's 99% of what I hear from parents. They were raised in a way they didn't enjoy. They promised themselves they would never do that. Then they're doing it the way they promised they would never do it, the way that they didn't enjoy it. And that's where they come to me. Like, please help me, Kelly, stop the insanity. Because I always say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting the same thing in return. But actually, that's how the brain works. The brain likes to do the same old, same old and repeat the old patterns because that's what it feels familiar. So stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something different feels very scary and very shaky. It's also very liberating. Now, when you have this happen and you have that feeling of liberation that you're doing things differently because you didn't enjoy the way that you were raised, so you don't want to repeat that and raise your children the way that you didn't like, so then they can grow up and say, I didn't like the way I was raised, I'm going to do things differently. And you can see how much struggle it has, you can, you can see how much struggle it is to change the pattern. When you're going from the way you were versus the way you want to be, 
there is this in-between land, which is called the River of Misery. The River of Misery is very, very difficult. It's, it's yucky. It's treacherous. It feels like you're drowning. It feels uncomfortable. Your brain tells you to stop every single day. But I promise you the river of misery does not last forever. The river of misery lasts until it feels like it's in your wheelhouse. It's the only way you'll ever do things. It's like that when you're ever learning a new skill. Watching Grady learn to play the trombone. I think we got the trombones 13 weeks ago or 11 weeks ago. And he just had a concert where he was like playing songs in a concert. I'm like, what in the world is happening? How did this happen? When we first got that trombone home, he's like, how do I hold it? I'm like, I don't know. We had to go on YouTube to figure out how to hold it. And I just watched him. I couldn't give him an ounce of help. But slowly but surely, he went from not knowing how to hold it to playing at a concert. Now, kids have an advantage over us because it's so much easier for them because their brain is still malleable. It's still very influential, which is really good news for us because once we start changing, then they start changing. And you can see the results and the lightness within them when they see the lightness within their parents. So seeing that process, whether he's learning to play golf, playing the trombone, Lily's working on her serves or her blocking in volleyball, or her learning Spanish. When we're watching our kids go from novice to natural, ooh, that's a nice little, little one-liner. You know how I love alliteration. When they're so new and learning how to walk, and they're like Bambi, and then all of a sudden they're like running laps, you're like, how did that happen? It's that slow compound effect over time. But you can see your kids going through the river misery. I saw Lily going through the river misery learning Spanish. And she's in high school. She took a class when it was all virtual. So it wasn't really like a true learning experience because it was really hard for her to learn that way. So now she's in high school taking it and it feels like the first time. And after a couple of months, I see her going from novice to almost natural. She's still getting there. But the Spanish just gets harder as she gets better. So like anything, there is no destination. It's always a journey. And same with Grady. I've seen him go from completely novice on the trombone to becoming more natural with it. I wish you could have seen him at the concert. I was just sat there in awe and I didn't even know what I was listening to. Just seeing him, I, I could tell by the way he was playing it, he knew what he was doing. And he had a couple like solo spots within the song and he was belting it out and he was proud as a peacock. And I was just jaw dropped. My jaw was just on the floor. Not because he's this amazing, talented trombone player and he's going to play in symphonies when he's older, but just that progression of going from not knowing how to hold it seeing all the bumbling that goes along with it in the process of learning how to hold it. And David and I laugh now because when he comes home, he has to practice for 15 to 30 minutes every day. So seven days a week, that thing is going off. And in the beginning, we kind of looked at each other like, what the, is this, is this, it sounded like a dying whale in the next room. And I, we just looked and we laughed and we're like, we're going to miss this. We just giggled because he's in the other room. So it's not even like it was annoying sound or anything but it just sounded like a bazooka that was out of control and being attacked by wild monkeys or something in there because it was just all over the map. And slowly but surely, we would start to hear jingle bells. I'm like, I think that's actually jingle bells. Like, what is going on? And we looked at our looks went from like laughing, giggling, like, oh my goodness, that's so, that's so cute in there, how hard he's trying. And then it went from that to like, huh, I'm hearing sounds, I'm hearing beats, I'm hearing tunes. I'm hearing a pattern of music in there. That's amazing. 
But we saw that river misery. We saw it. We, you can see it in other people, especially kids, because every day something's new for them. Whether they're learning how to walk, they're learning to play the trombone, whether they're learning a new sport, whether they're learning how to swim, whether they're learning how to add and subtract, whatever the skill is, you can see our kids go through that river of misery. So nothing changes when we get older. We still have to go through that river of misery. The only difference is our brain fights it more than our kids do. If someone put a trombone in front of me right now, I'd be like, are you crazy? Are you smoking crack? Come on now. That is not going to happen. And I would fight it for so many weeks that the 11 weeks that Grady learned from novice to natural in the concert, my 11 weeks would be sitting around complaining and commiserating about how I'm not ever going to be able to do it because the brain likes to spin in overwhelming confusion. It's much safer to do that. It's much safer to wait till Monday than it is to pick up an instrument learn a new skill. So the same thing goes with parenting. The only thing is we're in trial by fire. It's like this baby after a couple of days in the hospital is coming home with you, whether ready or not, here I come. And you can be as ready as you think you are. Just like David and I, we waited six years, not by choice, but due to infertility, it took us from the time we were married, we were married in 2001 and we had Lily in 2008. So think about the time that went on and how much time we had to prepare. We wanted to start a family right away. God had other plans. Doctors told us we had a 3% chance of having kids. God had other plans. I always say that. And I want to get a charm that says 3% because it's just a reminder of, you know, we can plan all we want. But, you know, that saying of God's always laughing when we're making plans. So we were prepared. Not only was the nursery prepared, but our hearts were prepared. We got the right house prepared. I made sure my, I made sure my master's degree was finished before we started. Like we had... All our I's dotted and all our T's crossed, ready to go. We didn't know it was going to take so long. There's no test you can take when you get married, like a little litmus test to say, oh, it's going to take you that long to get pregnant. So we thought it would happen right away. So during that waiting and all the praying we were doing, we were getting ready, as ready as we were. And I thought, oh, with my background working with kids since, since I was practically born, we're going to be set to go. And I was a hot mess express. Not from a place of not loving them, but from a place of overwhelm and confusion. And why was I so patient at school and such a crazy lady at home? What is going on? What is happening? And then I found out about the ego, which I didn't even know about. And my life changed completely. And I hope that I'm helping you create more harmony in your home. Not all the time. That's not the goal. It's shooting for B minus. That's the goal. So that's what I've been sharing. So when you start to do things differently, your parents probably didn't know about the ego when they were growing up. They were doing what we were doing before we learned about the ego, before we learned about consciousness. So they were probably repeating the patterns that they learned. Just like you can see how natural it is for us to repeat the patterns without a disruption. So all that to say, when you become a grown A woman or a grown A man and you put on your big boy boxers and you put on your big girl panties and you step into emotional adulthood and you leave emotional childhood behind, it is very scary. I remember when I was in college, it was my first taste of emotional adulthood. I remember it was like beginning of April and I was like, wait a minute. April 15th are like, is like tax day. Isn't that like an important day? And I remember calling my mom and dad going, what do, am I, like, what do I do about like this tax thing? Like April 15th is kind of a big deal, isn't it? Like, yes, Kelly, you have to file your taxes. I was like, wait a minute, I'm in charge of filing my taxes now? I was like 22 years old. I just started this whole grown up thing. And I thought, 
what in the world? Like, yeah, you're not you're not on our 1099 or W-4 or tax returns or whatever it is. You're not independent anymore. I'm like, but I want to be independent. This life, big life, adult life stuff is scary. No, thank you. I went on a water slide the other day. Well, not the other day. It was the other month. It was actually last summer. So that was like six months ago. Lily always says my timing is so off. She's like, you say the other day and it's like the other year. I'm like, you're right. Anyway, it was six months ago. I went on a super scary water slide on Blizzard at Blizzard Beach. And I didn't even know who was talking. But as I'm going down the water slide, I just kept screaming. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. And when I was done, I was like, who is screaming like that? It was the scariest water slide. And I don't even like scary water slides. I love water slides. But why do they have to make them scary? And like the dropping. And we were all on this big raft. And my girlfriend had a really bad experience and a really bad accident on one of those big rafts where you look like you're being flushed down a toilet. And so that started, that visual started popping in my brain. And I just kept, I kept screaming, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. I think it's because when the kids were little, they would have something that in their hands they shouldn't. I'd be like, no, thank you. No, thank you. So all of a sudden I was like, who did that? I was like, that was you. That was you. So when I stepped into emotional adulthood, I was like, no, thank you. No, 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 thank you. And I went kicking and screaming. I was so enmeshed and codependent with my parents. I was like, no, thank you. I kind of like them taking care of my taxes and filing all that paperwork. I don't understand. It's so hard. And I hadn't met David yet. So I was like, literally, I wanted to pass the baton to my husband and he was nowhere in sight. So I was like, wow, this is all on me. Like Taylor Swift's song. You're on your own, kid. And you always will. And you always have been. Sorry, I'm a terrible singer. I'm trying to learn all the lyrics to her songs. Because Lily's literally obsessed and um, somehow, by the grace of God, we were able to get tickets and she wants me to learn every single word to every single song by April. Uh, by the way, Taylor Swift has, I think, 20 albums, something like that. I think there's like over 200 songs. Like, it's literally impossible. I have a binder with lyrics, okay, separated by albums. Like, this is intense because Lily doesn't want to be at the concert with me. Lily's singing her heart out. And I'm just sitting there like mouthing the words. I'm like, I feel really comfortable just mouthing the words and just okay with the lyrics at the chorus. And she's like, no, that's not going to, that's not going to be okay. I was like, oh my, and here I am like trying to be a people pleaser, people pleasing mom and trying to be like the cool mom and be like, you know, trying to bond with her over this. And I am failing miserably, but that is one lyric I can remember. So when you step into emotional adulthood, if you didn't like the way your parents raised you and you're changing things up then your parents are not going to like the way that you're raising your kids. Why is that? Because you're not doing the things that you didn't like. You don't have to have them sit down conversation and be like, listen, listen, Linda, you were horrible parents. And here are the reasons why, and I'm doing things differently. And here are the reasons why they will question you. They will judge you. They will talk behind your back. They might shame you and all of it is okay. You know why? Because you're doing things differently and that's a good thing. It's a compliment that they don't like the way you're doing things. That means you're doing things the way that you wanted and needed when you were younger. They weren't able to give it to you for whatever reason. That reason is not for us to judge and to shame them. That's why we spent all last week talking about understanding your parents, looking at their parents, looking at their parents' parents, looking at their legacy, and seeing how easy it is to repeat the patterns because you're doing it right now. You're repeating the patterns that you didn't like. And that's why you're listening to this podcast because you're trying to change and break history and break the dysfunction, break the dysfunctional chain and break dysfunctional handcuffs. So if you didn't like the way you were raised 
and your parents don't like the way you're raising your own kids, that is a compliment. Take that as a compliment. It's okay for them to be wrong. Because when you were a little girl, a little boy, you felt like the way they were raising you was wrong. So you're doing things differently and that's okay. And it's okay for other people to be wrong about you. You're never going to get 100% everybody on board with your plan. That's why I'm always focusing on your four walls and creating that harmony there. So then you have that peace in your heart. So then when people do say stuff, they shame you. They make their little backhanded compliments, their backhanded snide comments at dinner, at Christmas dinner or Easter dinner, or when you're at the park, it just rolls off your back because you have peace in your heart. And that peace in your heart acts as a shield and it acts as a rolling ball to just roll off your back. And you just repeat the mantra. It's okay for people to be wrong about me. It's okay for them to disagree. That's a compliment that they disagree and you might have to create some physical space or some emotional space to keep that peace in your heart. And that's okay too, because you're a grown woman or a grown man and you're stepping into emotional t adulthood. And when you step into emotional adulthood, you might hurt some feelings. You might step on some toes. And that's part of breaking away and becoming your own independent person and not codependent and enmeshed with mommy and daddy. Because guess what? They can't send you to bed without supper anymore. They can't put you in time out. They can't take the keys away from your car. They can't send you to your room. You're a grown adult, but just watch how the inner child and the little girl, the little boy will start to have a little tantrum inside your heart, inside your brain and going home and just, ah, I can't believe you said that. Bah, bah, bah. It might be from your parents. It might be from your in-laws and that's okay. That's a compliment. The only thing that matters is the harmony in your home and what's going on within your four walls. And breaking away from the dysfunction of the four walls you grew up in is scary and confusing, but also liberating and freeing. It allows you to have peace in your heart. So then your kids don't know any different and they don't have to do all this work. So you're doing the work for your kids. You're creating a harmony within your home that they are going to go and recreate that pattern in a positive way and in a very natural way where they won't have so much river, sorry, they won't have so much river of misery to go through like you have to go through. They're still going to have to go through it because trying to repeat that will put a different level of pressure on them and their own shoulders when they're their mom, when they're, a, when they're a mom, when they're a new dad. And that's okay. That's for their journey. Right now, you're focusing on your side of the street and creating harmony within your home. So that's all your kids know then when they go to recreate it in their own life, they don't have to do all the undoing. It feels very natural. They'll still be a novice, but going from novice to natural will be a lot smoother, a lot shorter, a lot cleaner, and with a lot more harmony. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too. 
each and every day. Thanks for listening.